Pond.com. It's time now for a Pond Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in another Monday night here in a Pond Further Review. I'm your host, Josh Dorman, and we are delighted to have you with us on this beautiful Monday. Hope your week has started off well. Uh, wherever you're joining us, whether it's on 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, online, WJQSTheFan.com, maybe on Facebook, uh, radio, iHeartRadio app, radio.com, tune in radio, anywhere you're joining us. We certainly appreciate you taking some time out of the beginning of your week to join us. And uh, this is a special edition of Pond Further Review as uh, generally Randy Watkins joins us. Uh, the first Monday of the month, but because of all of the golf happenings that are going right on right now, and I'm telling you, if you're a golf fan, it is a beautiful time. Absolutely. Beautiful time. We are grateful to have Randy here for the first hour uh, of the show tonight. Uh, We're going to talk all things golf. We're going to talk Ryder Cup. We're going to talk Sanderson Farms, our local uh, talent. There's a qualifier going on at Deerfield that has a local flavor to it. We're going to update that here in just a second. But uh, all things golf here in this first hour. In the second hour, we will be covering some women's high school soccer. Uh, Obviously, some high school football. The judge will be joining us from 738. So a very, very busy show uh, here tonight and a great show in store for you. Uh, once again, we thank you for joining us. And uh, Bill, it's it's it was a busy weekend. How you doing? I'm doing good. A lot of a lot of football this weekend. Had to travel to Vicksburg for a little while Saturday morning, and uh, did some football Saturday night. And okay, so a the, long weekend. The big question: Were you a winner or were you a loser at the sports? Ball? <laughs> oh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't partake in none that. of that for you. <laughs> none of that for Bill. No, you don't well, want to. You don't hey, want to ever put any money on the things I I talk about. Well, I'm going to tell y'all something. You'll hear about our dirty dozen college football picks. <laughs> Later in the show, and you'll hear that right now, Bill has the edge on the judge and on myself. So uh, Uh we'll give you the update there, how last week went, and obviously pick those uh, as well. So, Randy, welcome in. Uh, Appreciate you being with us as uh, just a crazy busy time. And uh, why don't you give us a quick update on the qualifier going on at Deerfield and what the local meaning is to that uh, to us here uh, in the state, and more importantly here, local Jackson area. Yeah, you bet. The the you know one of the, one of the cool things about a tour event is there's an open qualifier. At most, all of them have a, an opportunity for anybody that's got a handicap or two or less to take a shot. And it's you know it's a hundred plus people for four spots. It's real tough. To get in, I mean, the field, the number of tour players that played at Deerfield today trying to get in was amazing. I mean, it was some great players. Aaron Badley was there. John Rollins played. I could go on and on and on. But right now, Wilson Fur, a Jackson Academy grad and an Ole Miss, I mean, an Alabama star, uh, is in a playoff for the one of the last spots. He shot 67 today. There was 265 shot. There are three of them at 67, so there's a playoff three for two. So two of the guys that shot 67 will will get in. One guy will go home, and I am just on the absolute edge of my seat. I've been through them many times. The money qualifiers are brutal. I've been I've I've made a few of them, and I've lost a bunch of them. And I've actually lost some in playoffs like this, and I I know what his feeling is in his gut. And I'm just sweating bullets right now. I'm pulling my guts out. That would give us six Mississippians in the tournament which I think is unbelievable. I'm so excited about the Sanders Farms. The field looks awesome, and it's just decorated with Mississippians, which I love. Look, 
so Grant Hirschman and Sam Saunders are the two that tied at seven under. That's oh, by the way, that's Arnold Palmer's oh, grandson, grandson, correct? Sam Saunders uh, been on the tour for oh yeah quite some time. Yep, and so those two are in. That's correct. Then Wilson is with Quade Cummins and Kyle Reefers. That's a name you've probably heard if you follow the PGA you Tour. You have, yeah. He played out there several years. And those two are going for three. Now, one thing I did notice about this, if you pay attention to qualifiers, seven and five under, Deerfield must be playing tough. Really tough. Wilson said the greens were so fast. And, of course, at Deerfield, the greens are beautiful, and they're busy. And the whole location is where they put them. They can make you work hard. Yeah. And I mean, he said there was it was absolute treachery putting those. You had to ball strike, and you had to putt well, and you had to putt smart to make it. All right. Well, Randy's going to keep us updated uh, as we follow along, and we are pulling for Wilson Fur. Randy mentioned he's an Ab- Alabama grad, but he's he's also an alumnus of uh, Jackson Academy Correct. here in the Jackson area. Played golf there. Uh, was was phenomenal there. Has done a tremendous job. Turned pro just uh, two Recent, or three, this summer. four months ago. Yep, this and, summer. Made uh, it through the first stage of the Cornbury Q School a couple of weeks ago. So he's on his way to the next stage in the middle of October. He'll go to California in a couple of weeks. and uh, he, He's playing great. He's ready for it. He's, uh, I mean, his game is sharp as a tack, and I'm just pulling hard. It's a tough way to make a living, buddy, but, and he's mighty talented. He can do it. Yeah, so it, when you look at, all right, why would it? Why would he try to Monday qualify for a tournament like this outside the fact that it's a Jackson? Well, top 10 guarantees you a spot next week in the following event. That is correct. And then you get to a certain point, either through monetary or FedEx points, correct. that you earn a status on the PGA Tour. That's correct. And we've seen that happen uh, most recently, I'm I'm trying. The name is slipping me, um, but uh, but um, well, Will Zalatoris is doing it a lot. Has done it well. Okay, he didn't have a status, I and mean, he finished second or third in Augusta, and he made some other top tens. So he kept climbing the ladder without status. Right. He now has status because of the way he finished up last year, but he earned it. But it's a hard way to go. But but it's but it's always possible. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's one thing about the PGA Tour that they've kept alive. I think it's great that people would with hope and a dream and a drive. Incredible. Uh, have different ways to get in there, and, and you just have to take your shot. And the Monday qualifiers, it's one of the coolest kill or be killed competitions yeah. you'll ever watch. you got to go fire birdies. You better Pars are not your friend. No, sir. Yeah. No, you'll, get, you'll go home early. Hey, other guys that tried to qualify and did not, the likes of Stephen Marino, that's been a name on tour. Jonathan Bird, yep. uh, been around the ben tour Crane. for a long time. Eric Compton, Vaughn Taylor, uh, Ben Crane, um, I'm just going through some of the some of the list here. Aaron Badley, you mentioned. Yep. Uh, that's a pretty popular name on the tour. Um, let's see here. Who else do we have? Uh, Bo Hostler. Yep. Uh, that's a name. Was he out of out of te- University of Texas? He was. Okay. Smiley Kaufman played. Yep. yep. Uh, it's he, just a. I mean, this is a this is a brutal field to have to defeat for four spots, yes. folks. And that's what he is. Uh, Wilson is attempting to do. Uh, as he looks to join. Now, I see that, um, what's an NC mean? No card. Okay. Generally, that means somebody played nine holes or a few more and were over par and just decided to go home. Okay, Jonathan Randolph was a no card. And he could be hurt. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, a guy pull a muscle or catch a cold or whatever. But many of those are, and I've been in those qualifiers where the guy picks up at the turns and said, "I'm one over." Yeah, I got no shot. I can't shoot sixty four from thirty seven. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm going to the house. So that's uh, Jonathan Randolph, a local product. 
Uh, as you know from Jackson Prep, played at Ole Miss, has spent a year on the PGA Tour, yep. uh, now on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, he was trying to Monday qualify. He actually had a top ten in the tournament. He did. Was that two or three years ago? I think three years yeah. ago. Yep. So, um, uh, great finish. So we'll keep we'll keep um, keep an eye on that throughout the evening as we as we root for uh, for Wilson Fur. We'll also talk about uh, the uh, the upcoming tournament at uh, at the Jackson Country Club, the Sanderson Farms Championship, which is what uh, these players are trying to qualify for, and what is a phenomenal oh. commitment list of players oh. coming. Uh, one that we just talked about, Will Zalatoris. Yes, who's a, you know, he's just a rising star, and he's got tons of game. He's got tons of charisma. You know, I'd be shocked if he didn't play well here. He, you know, he grew up in the South, and he knows a lot about Bermuda grass greens and puts them well, and and he'll he'll do great. And oh, by the way, we got Sergio Garcia, who now is the all-time winningest uh, Ryder Cup player in history, a defending champion. Who, if ever there was a guy that had a legitimate reason to withdraw. Would be him, but he's coming to play. Gary Woodland's playing for the first time. Brant Snedeker's coming to play. Zach Johnson's coming to play. The field just goes on and on. And I, I said earlier today, there's really no legitimate reason for somebody not to come watch this tournament. Yeah, for If sure. you're a sports fan, you, we ride in the high of the Ryder Cup. This is such a great display of Mississippians, what we offer, what we do. The Sanderson Farms company has done an unbelievable job with the tournament. Steve Gent and his staff do a super job running the event. The Country Club of Jackson is one of the finest country clubs in the southeastern mm. United States. The field is outstanding. The weather, I'm sure, will be uh, great. And the golf course is in immaculate condition. I mean, it's really, really something. Weather. And, and there's food, and there's fun, and there's... You can come watch golf and watch football games. they got... PVC arenas. It's just going to be the best. It's a it is a phenomenal time. We're going to talk about Ryder Cup, Mississippians in the Sanderson Farm Championship. Continue to keep you updated on Wilson Fur and more as we come back with a special edition of Tea to Green with Randy Watkins here on Upon Further Review. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in. Upon Further Review, want to mention to you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. I also want to thank Jerry Brewer, a trusted choice advisor, with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. We are back with more with Randy Watkins, and uh, there's a lot going on uh, at the Sanderson Farms. Obviously, we're going to await word on Wilson Fur. All three players in that currently in that playoff 
uh, playing for two spots, have birdied both, uh, excuse me, parred the first two playoff holes. It's sudden death, folks. So if one of them bogeys, the other two par, there's your spot. So it is a, uh, it is quite a challenge, probably more so mentally even than physically at this point as they're working on their 21st hole, and we will keep you posted on that. But before we get into the Sanderson Farms with the last two segments here and all of the things that will go on this week and encourage everybody to get out to the Country Club of Jackson, uh, get a ticket, parking over by the mall, they shuttle you over there. It's as easy as you could hope for. Uh, We want to take a minute to cover another massive event that just took place over the weekend in the world of golf, and that is the Ryder Cup and an absolute dominant performance by the United States team. Just a total beatdown. It was it was a joy to watch. We were due for that, and I, I, we, we didn't discuss this off air, but I think we were, we're seeing the change, that the Ryder Cup's going to start falling back in our hands more often because our young guys, we were five years younger on average than they are, and our young guys are really, really good. They're great. They're hungry. They don't have a bunch of scar tissue. They have fun. They like each other. They get along. And I really don't see the European as many young guys that are achieving like our guys are. I just think it's going to flip now for a while. Yeah, so We're, we're going to become the dominant. You certainly sense that. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the things, I think the scar tissue, you know, it, a guy like Phil Mickelson brings a ton to the game of golf. No doubt. But he also brings a lot of scars. You bet he does. And when you're hitting shots on Sunday or when you're playing as a team, um, it it seems as though the camaraderie, uh, the energy was different. No doubt. Uh, A lot of people questioned the the choice not to have Patrick Reed on the team as he's been tremendous. But he's also a lightning rod. And that's one thing with the exception of the Kepka DeChambeau beef. Yep. That they did a great job as mature adults putting aside. Yep. That's one thing you didn't have with this team. You didn't have a lot of drama that followed them. No, Stricker, you know, he picked his guys carefully. He picked them for how they would be in the locker room and or the team room and how they would how they could play whistling straights. Like Scotty Scheffler was a wild card pick, really, because he's not one on the PGA tour. Now he's played some great golf and been up in it. But He's so likable, and they've all grown up together, and he's very, very good and going to win. Mm. But his game suited Whistling Straits, too. Like Kevin Na was another one that was on the bubble that I thought he might give a nod to. And he probably did have him on his short list, but his game would not fit at Whistling Straits. He picked guys that hit the ball high and far. Yeah. And, I mean, we were absolutely eviscerating that golf course. Yeah. I, I don't remember the last time I've seen so many 20-footers go in either. We putted lights out. Putted lights out. Um, did it just really didn't do anything bad? I mean, it was no. it was it was it it wasn't as if you know when you look at Europe, it wasn't as if they played awful. the 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 United no. States team was just red hot, just red hot. And our oldest player, Dustin Johnson, yeah. was by the way five and zero, oh five and zero oh. for the week. So you know, experience is only. Helpful if it's good experience. Correct. Experience that's bad isn't very helpful to a team. And so I think Stricker, Stricker's a common sense, you know, a good laid back, mm-hmm. just good thinker, good, just smart guy. I think he I think he factored all that in, and he wanted to put in some young guys. Now, a lot of the young guys earned it. But yes. he picked Berger and Scheffler and that, yes. the guys that he picked 
all fit. They're highly competitive, highly they're well achieved players. They kill it, and and they just got along great and played great. And the result is if if you got the momentum and you and you play good, you can stomp them. And they did. It was fun to watch. The whole thing was fun to watch. Uh, kudos to the Euros for the sportsmanship they displayed too. Absolutely, it's a great athletic competition. That's fun for everybody to watch. Nineteen points, most points. Uh, scored by the Americans, or actually by either side in the Ryder Cup since uh, Europe joined Great Britain and Ireland, uh, the rest of Europe, uh, in 1979 for the event. Yep. So uh, just a magical, magical time watching uh, guys like Morikawa uh, step up. You know, there's a lot of people that said Scheffler was brought on to partner with DeChambeau. Right. Specifically, you know, um, you watch these, you watch guys uh, that have great friendships, uh, Showflay and Cantlay. Yep, uh, that was a big time uh, group, and 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 you really saw players that uh, that were prepared, yep. but also were they didn't seem too tense. No, and at times to me in the past, our Ryder Cup teams have just seemed really uptight. Yep, they really do. They have, and and I think they were because they were getting beaten and they were listening to a lot of stuff, and there was just a lot of scar tissue that made them yeah edgy and tight. And here's another one. Has your opinion of Bryson DeChambeau, did it change this weekend? I, You know, for me personally, um, I've always thought Bryson DeChambeau, I, I've never had a problem with him. So um, he's polarizing. A lot of people don't like him. Yeah, I, because I've he always. Because he can be awkward. Yeah. And some of the things he says in interviews. Sure. And some of the times his behavior has been a little edgy on the golf course. For me, I was a fan but I was a little on edge about his personality. I like him better after this weekend. He showed a lot of personality. He showed a lot of grit and tough and, and, and a lot of teammanship, yep. you know, with his guys. And, and, of course, watching him play is just cool. First it, hole. I mean, just come yesterday, right up there, buddy. And singles match. Blast it on the green. Drives it on the green. 350. Unbelievable. And then makes the putt. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, now, it's just fun. I'll tell you the, the guy that, that – over time, so I initially felt like Brooks Kepka had that same aura as Tiger Woods from the standpoint of I'm going to step on your throat and I'm going to take it. Yeah. Over time, I've I've lost a little a little for him, not just because of his comments this week about you know the inconvenience of some of the things that are involved in being part of the Ryder Cup, yep. which, I mean, look, he needs to get over it, but he did. Yeah. Uh, but but really, for keeping all of this stuff going with DeChambeau, um, because it, it, it kind of has highlighted things that are, that are not his game. And right. in the process of that, it seems like he hasn't played as well either. Correct. Um, and so, I, you know, it was good to see them do their thing. I, you know, two grown men, I don't expect to act like children, so I'm right. glad that they got it figured out. But uh, it was definitely an unbelievable event. The course was, was I'm going to tell you something, I'd shoot 110 out there. Most people would. That golf course is brutal. I mean, it's just so hard. I and mean, with the really, wind blowing the first yep. couple days. And you can't see where you're going. Sure. I've heard before, I've, heard, I've sent some guys up there to play it, and they say, you have to have a caddy. Okay. And you have to listen to them. When they yeah. say aim it here, you can't you, you can't go, no, I'm going that way. They yeah. say, no, no, you go here and you play these tee boxes. Right. They won't let you tee off on a tee box that's not. They they quiz you about your game. Yeah. 
And then they once you hit one tee shot, they know where to aim you. It's incredible. And, and you have to do it because even though if you can't see the fairway, they say you have to go there. How about that? And you got to go do it. That's whistling straights. And yeah. w- another cool story. That's Steve Stricker's home state. Yes. You know, uh, he's been a, a, a magnis- na- magnificent representation of golf. Uh, and to have him captain that group in his home state, uh, that's another great story that came really out of the good. week. And, and he's a, you know, he was the first captain that hadn't won a major. Ah, and I don't I know, know when, which has normally been sort of the prerequisite. Okay. If you're going to be a Ryder Cup captain, you have to be a major champion. Not sure that's always necessary. Right. And he proved that he didn't. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy won 12 or 13 times, whatever it was. Yeah. He's won a lot of stuff, no majors. But very accomplished player for many, many years. The home state guy, he knew the people, he knew the culture, yeah. he knew everything. He did all the right stuff. It was the perfect fit. It really was. All the stars lined up, and I thought it was outstanding. I'm proud to have it back in American soul. Those crowds were magnificent. Absolutely, it wild. was massive, massive, and they were into it. They were raucous. Yeah. It was, it, but they were respectful. Yep, which is, you you always want. Yep, that's part of golf. It is, you know, and that's why teaching golf to young people is so important because there's certain characteristics in the game of golf that other sports don't teach. That is correct. You know, it's the respect, it's the honor of calling penalty on yourself. Yep. It's, you know, those types of things and you saw that play out uh there in the um in the crowds and it was uh it was amazing. Now I have one question. Yep. Whoever designs these golf clothes, yes, for these Ryder Cup teams, yep. can we get can we get somebody else to do I this? I don't know where that comes from. I really don't know how th- the captain gets the choices. That I is mean, so bad. But, but they have vendors they have to pick from. So yeah. I don't. I don't know what choices he had. But some of the stuffs just the hoodies were just. <laughs> I'm old, <laughs> you know. So a hoodie, that, I'm not cool with it. Yeah. But, but it is today. It's 2021. People wear them, and I just I don't. It's just weird, but but whatever. We got it. Wait, we're gonna work on that. We got to get some 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 clothing design changed for the Ryder <laughs> Cup. Uh, we're coming back with more. Uh, here upon further review, we've got Randy Watkins, the Randy Watkins Golf Group, randywatkinsgolf.com. If you want to find out more about Lake Caroline, Patrick Farms, Whisper Lake, and all of the great things that are going on with the Randy Watkins Golf Group, don't go anywhere. We're back with more. We're going to talk Sanderson Farms Championship coming up this week at Jackson Country Club. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Upon further review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in. Upon further review, we've got Randy Watkins here with us, and he is on pins and needles as the qualifier out at Deerfield Country Club. I'm kind of wondering if he's going to make it. Now is down to two. (laughs) Wilson Fur and one other. You're not sweating over there, are you? I'm like a a convict over here. (laughs) Wilson Fur and one other are now playing for one more spot in this week's Sanderson Farms Championship. We will continue to keep you up to date. Uh, they Those two birdied the third playoff hole, and uh, and the uh, the other one 
uh, that was included eagled. Quade Cummins made eagle. Quade yep. made eagle, so he's yep. in. Yep. Now it's down to two. Reefers? No. Yeah, Kyle Reifers. Yeah, Reifers and and, uh, and Wilson. Wilson. And yep. uh, one now. so we'll see we'll see how that ends up, and we will keep you posted as uh, as that goes along. Uh, let's talk Sanderson Farms Championship. Yep. And all that's going on this week. It's a busy week. Do players start arriving today? Oh, yes. Yeah. Some came in Sunday, but some came in today. They had a Monday Pro-Am today. Uh, and then practice rounds are tomorrow. Pretty much most everybody will play a practice round tomorrow. Some of the guys, some of the, um, some of the guys that play in the Pro-Am Wednesday won't play tomorrow. They'll go out and practice, but they'll just use the Pro-Am as their practice round. But they're all out there. They're – Tomorrow, the range, the putting green, of course, will be full of pros. How about that? Um, is that open to the public? Yeah, I'm not sure what this year. Last year, it wasn't because of COVID. COVID. But yeah, this year, they got think in a general did. year, it yep. is okay. All right, Bill, you, we have a caller. Yes, we, yes, we do. Somebody you know? It's somebody that we know. Uh-huh. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. This is uh, the judge. The judge. <laughs> the judge is with us making a cameo here, comes uh, here in hour number one. What's happening? Hey, I wanted to cut in and, and uh, introduce myself uh, there, Josh. I uh, One of my favorite segments, if not is, is uh, the Randy Watkins uh, segments. And uh, it, I just wanted to butt in and, and say introduce myself to randy thank you and sir. say i look forward to meeting you in person maybe uh i wish i could get out there this week i tell you the golf sounds hot in mississippi and uh you, you know randy it's always hot out here in arizona oh is that where you are oh yeah. it's yeah, yeah it's hot in the phoenix area north phoenix yeah. and uh pretty good golf area you're in for, i'm a mississippi transplant uh, when I was a youngster, about 12 years, and uh, uh, I still miss the, the green and the trees, not the bugs, but I love uh, a lot of things about Mississippi. And, uh, of course, my nephew being there, great, uh, a great job he's doing on the radio. We're, and it's a ple- pleasure to have such an outstanding pro and authority as yourself. Well, thank so, you for saying I so. I appreciate we, we you. Learn a lot. You're, you're a good man, and you're kind to say so. And I appreciate you. You're in a good golf place right there at Scottsdale, Phoenix. I've spent a we lot of time a out there playing golf. There's, there's one on every block, I think. Boy, I tell you, yeah, it's not been developed by something else. But you're, absolutely, you're hundreds right. of courses out here. And uh, just getting into our season now. Yeah, you so bet. Know, it's, Josh it's, will be looking at the Open here whoop. coming up in a few months. Yes, February, I'm coming. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you got to do I'm that. I'm headed out to TPC, and uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a good time with that. The Super Bowl oh, of golf right there. No doubt. You're going you're gonna to have some That's fun. That's 17, buddy. isn't it? Or oh, 16. Yeah. 16, hey, it's looking 16. great about for American golf, though, isn't it, Randy? Oh, and we want to, I think, this week and even help you perpetuate that more in Mississippi. And, but, I, you know, I think it's looking up for the next few years. What do you think? Well, I think so, too, Judge. I mean, we, we with the Mississippians we have in the event, you know, it speaks well of our junior golf programs along the state, the, the improved teaching. Uh, we have some very skilled instructors in Mississippi now. We have great golf courses in Mississippi now. We're achieving on the PGA Tour and the ladies' PGA Tour. We have a, a girl from Fulton um, that's just done awesome. Uh, so things look great for, for golf in Mississippi. It's really a, a growing sport. COVID has been hard to say it out loud, but it's been good for golf. A lot of people getting out and enjoying the game. A lot of families playing together, which we love. A lot of yeah. ladies taking up the game. But the kids, we have a lot of junior golf programs, and the number of girls in the in the programs now is amazing. I never saw a, a girl when I was a junior player, 
And now yeah, that's great. almost half are, are girls. That's great. And to spread it to, diff, to different demographics yes. know, within within the, the state and uh, yeah. around the country, of course. Nope, hey, I don't know about these programs. Do they have like a clubs for kids kind of a, a charity thing where the old men can get rid of the clubs and get new ones for Christmas? So they they like do. There, there will be a, There's a chapter in Phoenix. There's a, it's called the First T, F-I-R-S-T. T E E. Mm-hmm. There's a first tee. I, I guarantee there's yeah. a program in the Phoenix area that would love to take. If you've got golf balls or clubs, they'll they look for volunteers. They look for donations. They do a great job, and it's a you know it's a really good program that teaches beyond golf. It teaches a lot of a lot of the great attributes of the game between honor and and sportsmanship and honesty and integrity and all the things that you want. That it's it's a very well rounded program. Something you'd you'd get a kick out of seeing. Hey, I'm in the mud. And like I said, you're an authority, you know, here in Phoenix, around the country, I'm awesome. sure, Randy. But it, we're, I'm pleasure to have you and be able to listen to you here with Josh. Thanks so much uh, for listening, and, uh, Judge. Hope to meet bet. you sometime soon. Thank you so much. We'll look forward to m- meeting you soon. You yes, bet. sir. All right. You bet. We will all right, talk. Josh, hey, having a great show, buddy. Sorry to butt in. Oh, all good. Great to hear from the judge. And we'll have him back in the 730 segment uh, for the last two segments. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, let's go to the Sanderson Farms Championship field. Yep. You mentioned six Mississippians. Five. Five Mississippians. Six potential. Six potential. We're yep. gonna no. We're gonna claim that go. it's gonna be six. Okay, I like that. We we we're gonna claim that. Um, yep. Cohen Trollio, state amateur state champion, am. LSU freshman. Yep. Has played well already as a freshman. Qualified, I think, number one for their first event. Uh, played great in his first event. I think he finished top ten or fifteen. As a freshman, he's a very skilled player, a great young man, a son of V.J. Trollio, right? who's the instructor at uh, Waverly and, and a great friend of mine. And I suspect he'll play well. He's a very, very talented young person, which I love. Uh, the, so he's 18 years old getting yes. to play in a tour event. I, that, that's unbelievable to me Incredible. how exciting that is. I'm really proud for him. And then we have Davis Riley Davis from Riley. Hattiesburg, who's an Alabama grad um, and has – Won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour. Twice was a runner-up in the U.S. Junior Championship. Very, very skilled. Going to be a successful tour player. Mm. I be. I mean, he's he's one of those guys. Really hard hard to think he's a. He's pretty much a can't miss. Yeah, he's that talented. Also roomed with Will Zalatoris in Dallas. Sure did. Uh, earlier in the year, at least. Yeah, I don't know if that's be. if that's changed or it still is. We actually tried to to get Davis. Um, uh, I've known Davis for a while from my time back at PCS when he was yep. uh, finishing up his high school there. Uh, but uh, he is, uh, you know, obviously the the schedule for these guys during these weeks are so busy yep. and so routined. Uh, you got Chad Ramey. Yep, from Fulton, the Mississippi State star, who's had one of the best years on the Corn Ferry Tour of anybody. And, and a matter of fact, we talked about this one time. He made 38 out of 41 yes. cuts in a, in a wraparound season, which is incredible. Uh He'll play well here. He's played before. As a matter of fact, I think he played last year in it. Yes. Um, and Andy Ogletree, 2019 U.S. Amateur Champion out of Meridian. That's who a, I was missing. Where Georgia did he go Tech. to high school? Um, he's from Little Rock, Mississippi, which is a, over near Meridian. Okay. Uh, played at Georgia Tech, was a star at Georgia yes. Tech. Yes, Low amateur in the Masters. This is some pretty good credentials on our yes. guys. No and, doubt. And then Hayden Buckley. Hayden Buckley. From Tupelo, who who was a star at the University of Missouri, as a matter of fact, was the male athlete of the year for the yeah. University of Missouri his senior year, uh, which is a that's pretty impressive for a golfer. They don't 
you know, I always give that to a golfer. Right. But it was well earned. That guy, that guy, he's a stud. He played super good toward the end of the year on the Corn Ferry. Played great in the playoffs to get his card. I'm real fired up to see him. I can't wait to see the Mississippi flavor come to the forefront. Yes. I really do. Yes. Uh, so, six, five, potential six. We're claiming six. Yep. As Wilson Fur is still in his. He's still alive. Uh, still alive in that playoff at the qualifying tournament being uh, that took place at Deerfield. We'll continue to keep you posted on that. Uh, we'll also update you on all the other things that go on surrounding Sanderson Farms, including the uh, Children's Hospital there at UMC, Blairy Batson, the uh, biggest benefactor of this tournament. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. We've got the triage unit out. We have the ambulance on standby as I Wilson the, Fur. I got the paddles all greased up over here because that's shocking. Wilson Fur is now in the fifth playoff hole at Deerfield. One, I have one hair remaining on the top of my head. I had three when I got here. There's only one left. Oh man! Uh, so Wilson is is uh, still oh, in it. He is. Yes. Uh, uh, I think they both parred the uh, fourth playoff hole. Now they move to playoff hole number five. And uh, remember, those two are now down to playing for one spot in the Sanderson Farms Championship, which we're talking about right now. And let's mention the uh, the primary benefactor, Randy, the, the Friends of Children's Hospital. It's the Blairy Batson Hospital and the yes. work that they do and how this tournament benefits them. Well, it's been going on a long time that they've been the, the main benefactor of the tournament. And they're involved in it. They, they volunteer. They help. They do a lot of the medical stuff for the tournament, the stuff that, that I, you know, was involved in as tournament director. But since Sanderson Farms has taken over, they've they've raised over a million dollars for them every year since. And I'm not sure what all now that they do, but there was a time when um, Viking, as title sponsor, it was, I don't know, five or $600,000. But at that time, that money, this was 12 years ago mm-hmm. or more, and the hospital earmarked that money to put a interactive television in every child's room Hmm. where every morning they got an update from their caregiver. What's going on today? What time will this be? Who you'll see? What's going to happen? That sort of stuff. And even to include, say your child is nine years old and in the hospital, they would have another nine-year-old on the TV talking to them and just say, look, you're going to go to this room. It's not scary. There's no monsters. It's blue and they're sweet. And wow. they got uh, this nurse is Nancy and she's yeah. the greatest thing. You're going to have a great day. And it was, it was, it was heartwarming to wow. see that. And so there's, there's things like that that they do now too. I just not involved. So I don't know that, but yeah. I do know that our, our children's hospital, the Blair Batson children's hospital is our state's mm-hmm. sole child-based right pediatric hospital pediatric mm-hmm. hospital 
and it's very well run. It's yes. very well done. They just do a super job, and and I, I have no reason to think they won't raise another million plus yeah. this year. And I know their goal is to do that and more. They try yeah. to get now. I think they try to push further and try yeah. to get closer to two million. And it's impactful money. It impacts the children. Yeah. And the families that that are there that that are going through the process with their with their children and it's uh it's awesome it's uh, again it's part of what the PGA Tour tour does yeah. they they raise more money for charity in a year than the NFL NBA Major League Baseball combined combined yeah so it's it's a charity based professional sports league at yeah. its very finest well you know you mentioned charities and and the PGA Tour and everybody looks at the Ryder Cup. And all the money that's generated, but you know those players don't take a dollar nope. in compensation. But instead, they each, my understanding was, got two hundred thousand dollars to charity. A hundred thousand of it went to a PGA Tour specified charity, and a hundred thousand dollars of their choice. Of their choice, correct. And to impact a, a, a charity of their choice, and uh, so there's so many ways. So when you go out this week and this weekend. And you support this event. You're not just going to watch great golfers like Sergio Garcia or the Mississippi golfers we mentioned or Keegan Bradley or uh, any of the rest of them that are coming. That is a is a, a fantastic part of it. It's the entertainment part of it. But yeah. you're also supporting this charity, Friends of Children's Hospital, benefiting Blair e. Batson among probably another 40 or 50 Mississippi charities yes. that are not even mentioned that benefit in some indirect or direct way from this tournament. If not more than that. There yeah. was a time when every county, all 82 counties in Mississippi, some charity benefited from it. It mm. may still be that way. I just don't know yeah. that. But, but it was trying to touch border to border, county to county level to support it. And really, if, if, you're, if you're a parent of a child – that looks up to athletes and aspires to play, play professional sports or just loves sports. Mm-hmm. These men, these young men that play this game are the type that you would want your children to emulate and to look up to. Yet yeah. They really are. They're gentlemen. They're sportsmen. They're incredibly gifted. Yeah. And if you're there, you see how gracious they are with their time, with a smile, with an autograph, with a, with a give mm. you a golf ball, a yeah. glove. You can get up close. You can't get close to, to. Um, you're not going to get up close to Peyton Manning on the right. football field. You're just right. not. Right. But here you can. You're gonna. You could wait for him at 18. You can see him on the practice. You can see him going from one tee to the next. You're gonna get. The, you get up close to him and see him and get a feel for what what they're like. And and uh, I just urge parents. If your kids are involved in golf, get them there. You mm. never know when it's going to spark a dream. Absolutely. The Hattiesburg tournament, when it was at Hattiesburg, helped my dream. Yeah. It was something I dreamed of as a child. I've seen it through this tournament. There's a junior pro-am that Bank Plus sponsors, mm. which is tomorrow. It's Mississippi kids who've played a tournament schedule all summer. It's points. It's boys and girls. Right. We've got many kids from this area, from statewide, that each of them get to play uh, with a tour member. Yeah. So they get wow. to play a nine-hole deal, and it's the most awesome thing that uh, I was proud to be a part of that. Wow. I'm proud of Bank Plus for their participation in that, keeping it alive and keeping it prospering. And our kids, some of the kids, I guarantee there's somebody, if not several, that are playing this week. Or the Mississippians, of the five Mississippians that are mm-hmm. playing. I know Cohen played in the junior program. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive Andy did, and I'm pretty sure Chad did. Mm-hmm. I can't account for Hayden and 
and uh, Davis and Davis yeah. for sure. But I think four of the five played in this as a junior. Wow, in the junior pro, yeah. and I bet they're playing in the junior pro tomorrow's pros because of that, it, which yeah. is cool. Keeping that, keeping that moving. Which, Gene Del Coleman at Bank Plus and I had this conversation years ago that there's going to be a day when some child from Mississippi qualifies and plays in it as a 10-year-old yeah. or 12, whatever, aspires to do that, then makes it and comes back and plays in the same program as a professional. Yeah, about that. And I believe that this year is the year. It's taking place. Yep. And it may be taking place multiple times. Yeah, absolutely. Times. Absolutely. Um, talk about the, the, the course – and uh, what what will the course do to defend itself outside of the normal setup for the amateurs that play on a daily basis at the Country Club? Well, the Country Club of Jackson, which is where I grew up playing, and it's, it's been redesigned multiple times since I was, you know, a teenager. But the golf course is very demanding from the tee shot to the green. So the best iron players, the, the defense it has are the greens. Mm. They're They're busy. They're difficult to hit to. They've got pockets and corners and knobs, and you have to be so you you need to drive in a fairway because I promise you there's some rough out mm-hmm. there. But today the rough's not the penalty it once was. Right. But when you hit into the green, you have got to hit the shot the exact yardage. And what they'll do, and you'll see them, the guys that are hot, they're going to look for an uphill putt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're going to find uphill. That's what they're looking for. Right. And it may not be the hole. They're going to hit. 10 feet right of it, so they want to putt uphill. You putt from downhill all day out there, you'll be going home on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because the greens are going to be fast, they're firm, they're really quick. The whole locations are just difficult. Right. But the the course is very demanding with your iron game. And a perfect example was Sergio Garcia has been perhaps the best iron player in the world mm. other than Tiger yeah. for 20 years. Right. If not more. He won it last year. Yeah. And – on 18, he hit eight iron from 180 yards a foot from the hole. Man. I mean, he almost holes it. He's that good an iron player. Yep. So the guy, so he was hot, but he gets hot with his irons. Right. He was hitting it so good, he didn't have to make many putts because yeah. he hit it so close. Yeah. But I, that's my that's my pick, and I've had other pros call and ask, what what is it about that course that are doing podcasts in other yeah. cities? Yeah. It's an iron game. You have – you got to drive it well, but the course is not terribly long for them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's long, long for me, mm-hmm. but it's not long. But there is no such thing as a long golf. Course That's right anymore. That's just over with. Right? Yeah, they just but hit from, it a mile from the from your tee shot in. You got your work cut out for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got just a, a minute or so left here with Randy and and Randy. Uh, when we look at the tournament and all the events that are going on, is there one thing that stands out? Maybe outside of the the outside of golf, outside of the charities. Uh, you know, when you think about a family attending this event, what would you say to all of those? Listen, it's going to be beautiful weather. Yes. Weather's not an issue. Correct. Look, I've sat on, uh, I don't remember what green it is, uh, but it's off to the right. And my son and I sat there and watched college football yep. and golf all at the same time. Which you can do. There's no excuses. Not, there's, not, there's not a legitimate reason to not go and support the tournament enjoy the tournament because it will be fun yes you can follow a group you can follow a person you can hang around the practice area if you want to or you can sit on one hole or you can go in a hospitality arena you can find fun there they sell fun it's not expensive yes it's really it's very affordable absolutely i mean for family fun you can't beat it for a professional i had a friend of mine went to a pittsburgh steeler game last weekend he bought four hot dogs four coca-colas 93 dollars. no i don't doubt it 
He said, that's it. He's, and he doesn't even care how much stuff costs. <laughs> he said, $100 for four, yeah. for four Coke, that's too much. Yeah. That's not the case here. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go see it. It helps raise money for the charities, too. The more people go, the more money for our children. Get out and support the Sanderson Farms this week at Jackson Country Club. For more information on the tournament, SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. We'll be back right after this. Dot com. It's time now for a pond further review with your host Josh Norman here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in upon further review, hour number two. Appreciate Randy Watkins joining us for a special edition of Tea to Green with Randy Watkins. We do that on the first Monday of each month, but did a special edition here tonight uh, to talk about the Ryder Cup and also the upcoming Sanderson Farms Championship here at Jackson Country Club. Uh, so we appreciate him. We do have some uh, 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 some disappointing news. Wilson Furr uh, was eliminated uh, on the sixth playoff hole. Uh, so uh, Wilson Furr, Jackson Academy alum, uh, did not make the field for this week's uh, Sanderson Farms in the Monday qualifier. He was uh, the, uh, there was three that, uh, that there were four that total that made it. He was in a three-person playoff for two spots and on the sixth hole was eliminated from that final spot. So uh, just a, a fantastic job by Wilson. He's going to get there. Just turned pro this summer. Terrific player. Uh, Randy mentioned he is going on to the second round of the qualifying school, which now has membership potential in at the Corn Ferry level. And uh, so we'll be rooting for him as he uh, moves into that. So, after spending the first hour on golf, let's talk a little high school football, and uh, we're we're going to kind of kind of move through this uh, quickly. But a couple of updates so per the MHSA, uh, there's been some changes to the regular season finale dates. Those have now been moved to uh, for Class Four A, Three A, and Two A Thursday, October 28th, and for Class Six A, Five A, and One A to Thursday, November 4th. Those are final regular season games. And according to the MHSA uh, Executive Director Ricky Neves, he says that this allows our schools in 4A, 3A, and 2A an extra day to prepare for the playoffs while it does the same for the next week for 6A, 5A, and 1A. It also allows to keep all playoff games on Friday nights and uh, playoff games only once everyone is in the playoffs. So uh, October Friday, uh, Friday, October 29th, uh, Class 6A, 5A, and 1A will be able to play their regular season region game so uh some changes there uh speaking of the um the high school football ranks uh, i see now bill where uh brandon shields capital sports ms does his top 10 little 10 and mais top 10 and he now has greenville christian ranked number one we talked about that last week on the show uh they beat riverside 44 to 0 last week that was coming off of their uh, their um, victory over Oak Grove, who is ranked number two in the overall top ten. But uh, it was our view that until somebody beat Greenville Christian from within the state, they needed to be the number one team. So uh, they are now number one. Madison dripped, uh, Madison Central dropped to five. Uh, they were number one last week, and they lost to Starkville 35-28. to Starkville moved up to number four. Ocean Springs number three. And uh, then West Point, South Panola, West Jones, D'Iberville, and Louisville uh, 
they uh, round out the top 10. In the little 10, you once again have that led by two academy teams, Madison Ridgeland Academy, who beat Raleigh 34-12 to last Friday, and Jackson Academy, who beat Pillow Academy 49-20 to uh, last week. Winona's your third-ranked team. Uh, something interesting you've got, you've got the number two team in the little 10, Jackson Academy, hosting the number one team in the state, Greenville Christian, on Friday night at the Brickyard. Uh, so that should be a fun contest and uh, definitely a challenge for Jackson Academy as they host Greenville Christian uh, in that in that game, probably the game uh, of the week. When you look at some top performers, there's somebody that stood out, and uh, y'all y'all listen to this. This is again CapitalSportsMS.com. Uh, Brandon Shields and those guys uh, do a terrific job with that website promoting high school sports. Uh, Dawson Phillips was their player of the week, a quarterback from Morville, Morville, excuse me, went 38 of 43 through the air for 637 yards and nine touchdowns and also had 47 yards rushing on nine carries with a touchdown. So 10 total touchdowns as they defeated Mantachi 70 to 58. I would say that young man, that's a stat line. Five incompletions in hmm. 43 attempts. Pretty, 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 that's just uh, unreal. Pretty incredible. And uh, Mantachi still scored 58 points. Still scored 58. It was an <laughs> absolute shootout. There was no defense being played. No, none at all. There on that no field on that last team. Friday night. Yeah. So uh, he had 11 of his uh, receptions, uh, went to, uh, who is it? I'm trying to remember the name. 11 receptions uh, went to one receiver, and he had nine. It was 11 catches to Jordan Franks, 11 catches, 166 yards, and six touchdowns. And then nine receptions went to uh, Luke Carpenter, nine catches, 239 yards, and two touchdowns. So the ball was moving through the air for Moreville uh, on last Friday night. So uh, just some some incredible performers. That's under the the tab top performers for Brandon Shields, CapitalSportsMS.com. Uh, go visit them. You can get a lot of, of great information. And uh, we had Brandon on the show several weeks ago. Uh, and uh, so that's a, a phenomenal thing. Hey, there's a sport that we haven't talked about um, that, that I want to give mention to, and that is women's soccer. Had a, had a, had a conversation with a good friend, uh, that's a women's soccer coach here in the area. And uh, this is a fall sport for the MAIS. Uh, so that's the Mid-South Association of Independent Schools, Jackson Academy, Jackson Prep, Hartfield, Hillcrest, Madison Ridgeland, uh, St. Joe Madison's now in that, uh, amongst multiple other uh, local schools. And those young ladies are currently playing girls' soccer in the fall. Now, think the MHSA plays that in the winter concurrent with boys soccer. But in the MAIS, the girls play during the fall and a big time matchup took place last week as Hartfield Academy uh and coach Benton visited Jackson Academy and uh Jackson Academy came out victorious in that one. Uh, I believe the score there was 2 to 1. And there was an unbelievable goal scored, and I forgive me the young lady's name from Jackson Academy. I'll have to get it. But she went top shelf. I saw a video of it. She went top shelf uh, on, a, on, a, on a goal that was just amazing. 
uh, a junior for Jackson Academy, and uh, just a, a phenomenal. Listen, you, you, you don't understand sometimes all the different things that are going on. Women's soccer right now, cross country, they're out running a lot of events. Choctaw Trails host a lot over there in Clinton. You've got the spirit competition took place this last Wednesday where all of the Mid-South Association of Independent Schools, uh, uh, all of their cheer teams, dance teams, um, you know, uh, all of those folks participated. That's their Super Bowl of the year. It's their one competition. And uh, just tremendous job done by those folks. A lot of preparation goes into that. And congratulations to all of those that were uh, a part of that event as uh, you had a lot of area schools uh, come out, uh, you know, come out very well uh, from that competition. So uh, there's a lot that goes on. Uh, Not just football exists in the fall, but you also have volleyball. Um, You also have uh, cross country, girls soccer, all of your spirit teams uh, among so many more activities that take place. So uh, don't forget about those folks and what they're doing uh, each and every day, both on the practice fields as well as uh, in their game situations or uh, in their um, uh, performances. So congratulations to all of those that competed in the uh, spirit competition as well. When we uh, come back from the next break, we're going to try to break down quickly just some some football stuff from last week. Uh, you've got uh, Mississippi College. We want to you know mention them. They're off to a one and two start out in Clinton. Very tough uh, loss to West Alabama at home, Robinson Hale Stadium uh, last Saturday, and uh, they will face North Greenville. This Saturday, that is in South Carolina. So good luck to the Choctaws. You also had Jackson State that is now three and one, and really, uh, you know, has a chance to be four and zero. You know, the one loss to uh, the University of Louisiana Monroe uh, was a very, very close game. Uh, lost that contest twelve to seven. Had a very tough contest with Division two opponent Delta State, uh, and uh, that was in Jackson. Uh, so uh, Jackson State off to a 3-1 and start. They will take on Alabama A&M this Saturday uh, as, uh, as we get really rolling in college football. We will have, uh, not next segment, but the segment after, when we welcome the judge in, we'll have our picks uh, for the Dirty Dozen college football picks, so you won't want to miss that. And you won't want to miss the good call, bad call, and the judge throwing the flag uh this week is uh, a lot of great content coming there as well don't go anywhere we got more upon further review coming up right after this Josh Norman on WJQS, The Fan. 
And welcome back in. Upon further review, it is flying by. First segment, we want to thank Randy Watkins for joining us as we talked all things golf, Ryder Cup, Sanderson Farms Championship, and more. And uh, just got finished covering some high school football, among other high school sports. And uh, and uh, I have another special guest here in studio with me tonight. He has finished his homework. And uh, so I told him once he finished his homework, we might be able to talk a little bit of soccer. So this is Lucas Dorman, my nine-year-old son. And uh, he is in studio with us tonight. And Lucas, uh, how is your soccer season going? Good. Okay. All right. Talk about your team. You're playing for the gold team, uh, and uh, and 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 you guys, uh, you have a lot of great teammates, don't you? Yes, sir. What's your favorite thing about playing soccer? Um, you make new friends. Very good. How about your coach? Do you have a good coach, or is he not very good? Yes, sir. You are. Oh, mercy. I have the privilege of coaching these guys, and uh, Lucas and his team, uh, the gold team, are doing a terrific job and playing extremely hard, and I'm very proud of them. Are you looking forward to your game? Well, we practice on Wednesday, and then we've got a game Saturday, right? Yes, sir. We're going to get after them, though, aren't we? Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us in studio, Lucas Dorman, and talking a little bit of soccer, as uh, that's Lucas, my nine-year-old son. Uh, He is uh, hanging out with me tonight. And it's always fun to have him. Uh, he enjoys watching what we do here, uh, here on the show. So, uh, talking a little bit uh, as we look at uh, college football, and and I called this, and I, I think there's a team in trouble. And I said they're a four-loss team, and that's not newsflash to anybody. But it's the Clemson Tigers. They went down to North Carolina State, and I'm going to take a minute to update you on. Uh, on the picks and where they stand through the first two weeks that we have done picks here on the show. We did it week one and last week, week number four. Uh, the first week, Bill, myself, and the judge, we all went seven and five. Oh. Week four, Bill goes eight and three, and the judge and myself go seven and four. So Bill holds a slim one-game lead so far in the dirty dozen picks and that's why i was telling you bill you take those Ooh. picks yeah to 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 vicksburg with you and you're <laughs> you're a wealthy man yeah maybe maybe so <laughs> but when it when it counts i don't usually do that well <laughs> so you know well and and just to remind everybody when we do the uh, picks we'll do them in the next segment that is for entertainment purposes only uh we're having a good time with it uh, we've got 12 more games selected for tonight's picks and uh and we will pick those and uh, and see how we continue to do. It's a lot of fun, something to keep track of as college football is well underway. And uh, speaking, look, one thing we've got to talk about is uh, is how about how about the kickers in the NFL last weekend? Was that J- uh, Tucker makes a sixty six yard, the longest of all time for Baltimore? You had um, Crosby wins it for Green Bay with a field goal. Uh, Gonzalez for Arizona wins it for the Cardinals with a field goal. Last weekend was the weekend of kickers. Yeah, the only one that didn't do well was the Saints kicker because, of course, their their Lutz is out right now. Okay, but they had a they had a, another guy kicking and he missed two field goals. Okay, all so, right. 
So he so so the Saints uh, kicking but they managed to was win. on the struggle bus. Yeah. Alabama has known about that in the past. Mm-hmm. But the scary thing is they uh, they know uh, they now have a good kicker, and uh, so they're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with throughout the year. But uh, that there was a, a lot of amazing storylines involving kickers. Um, that Ravens kicker he got the bounce on that one. He did because it hit the crossbar and hit the crossbar went the right way and, and bounced forward. <laughs> Uh, he he kicked that ball exactly sixty six yards exactly and uh, yeah. and he was fortunate to get the bounce that's the longest field goal in the in history, history of the league yeah who's it Dempsey had it before it that? was yeah. it was and you know what's funny about Dempsey he kicked it straight with the toe oh yeah because he didn't have a toe he had that club foot you know that's exactly right, right. Yeah. he sure did didn't have any, didn't have a foot oh man that's crazy yeah. I yeah. saw a highlight of that yeah. uh, of that kick what was the longest kick. Prior to Tucker from Baltimore, sixty-three uh, yards. kicking it, uh, kicking sixty-six yards. Yep. That's incredible. That's and just Tom, hard. To Tom Dissey was kicking them outside too. He kicked it. He I think he kicked that long one outside on grass. Yeah. So you know there was no turf back then. So. No turf. And no of course, indoors. A club foot and a club foot. And he was yeah. and he was rocking at sixty-three. And Tucker beats that with sixty-six yards. Uh, you've got no score in in uh, Monday Night Football, Philadelphia and Dallas, big rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so we'll see where that goes. Dallas has the football first to ten on the Philadelphia forty-five. We'll keep you updated on that score uh, as we continue to. Minshew hadn't had a chance to play yet, has he in Philadelphia? He has not. No. Not that I've seen. Warming the bench right now, just kind of coaching from the yeah, sidelines. Yeah, that is uh hurts uh Jalen hurts yeah. job, I believe to lose to lose <laughs> if yeah. um you know it, it, unless something happens, yeah. he gets hurt or something like that, then we may. We may see uh, Minshew uh, come in, or I, I think right now uh, Philadelphia is one and one. So uh, both they and the Cowboys are, are one and one. So if there was something that happened and it became a disaster quick, you know who knows my, what might happen. But at this point, uh, he has not he has not seen the field for uh, Philadelphia. So uh, that's a game that we'll keep an eye on as uh, as we go uh, throughout the night as well. Interesting story out of the NBA. And that is, uh, you have certain cities, Bill, that are that are mandating COVID vaccines. Right. And how will that ultimately impact the product that the NBA is able to put on the floor? Uh, as you have some teams that are not fully vaccinated, you have some that are, uh, but you have some teams that are not fully vaccinated. And what will those players uh, end up doing if they have to travel to a city that has a vaccine mandate? Uh, and so that's a story to. Uh, to really pay attention to um, as, uh, as look, that's that's another way that COVID could impact competition. You know, now you're just not talking about quarantine. You're not talking about, uh, you know, um, isolation or contact tracing. You're now also dealing with the fact that you have certain cities, New York City being one, that has stated that if you're a professional athlete, you cannot come to the stadium if you're not vaccinated. Yep. And so a lot of unique challenges coming through this for the sports world. I will say this, challenges, no challenges. Watching the massive crowds at the Ryder Cup, the massive crowds now at NASCAR events, the massive crowds at college football, it is very refreshing. Massive crowds at high school football games to be back to some sense of normalcy from that perspective. And no widespread spread so far. So far, now the state yeah. of Mississippi's been been in the grind a little bit now mm-hmm. for probably the the greater part of two months. It does seem that hospitalizations have started to decrease, which is positive. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but um, but the college football games, they, they were so sure that it was going to be just massive. Well, and, you know, look, at the happen. end of the day, the majority of that's outdoors. It's all outdoors. And, yeah. and you know, it's, 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 it's a um, – it, unfortunately, we have allowed the fear of – you know, I, I was listening – you know, my thought is this, and, and I won't get off on a tangent about COVID, but my thought is this. At the end of the day, I'm not so sure that the pandemic created some of the issues that we face with regards to businesses, with regards – I, I think the response and the fear uh, of that created a lot of the issues. Uh, we we kind of brought some of them on ourselves, rightfully so in some cases, because there was a lot of unknowns. But the realities are that at the end of the day, the idea that you'll ever be able to control a virus is is it just it is there's no scientific basis for that whatsoever. No, flu still around. You have to. You cannot <laughs> control. You know there there there's just that that's not how these things work. Uh, but there's been a lot of wisdom, you know, in, in, in how we've proceeded since now there's a lot of confusion in certain areas, but, uh, but certainly it appears that, that hopefully things are getting better specifically in our state and all of those that have been impacted. It's been a significant number and our thoughts and prayers mentioning that go out to the Mize community as their head football coach lost his battle recently with COVID, uh, and passed away. Uh, that's a a husband, a father, a coach uh, that has been dedicated to his craft uh, among so many others. But uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Mize community and uh, his family uh, during this difficult time. So it's definitely presented some some challenges for us. There's no question about that. Uh, but it is refreshing uh, to see uh, the 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 patronage, the fan bases. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this week at the. Uh, at the Sanderson Farms, outdoors, walking, and 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 once again, let me just be a a a a um uh, a proponent to 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 tell you we don't get to to host any other professional sporting event at its highest level. Yes, we have AA baseball, uh, we have major college sports, but a professional event like this, this is the best of the best coming. Sergio Garcia is the leading point getter in Ryder Cup history and he will be in Jackson, Mississippi participating as the defending champion in the Sanderson Farms this week. We get the very best of the best coming to our state and I would encourage everyone out there to take a day. It's going to be beautiful weather. Tons of stuff to do out there. Great food on the on the uh, while you're on the course. Uh, a lot of activity but more importantly you get to be outside you get to be walking around, find you one of these uh, five Mississippians that will be participating that we mentioned earlier, and go out and check out the Sanderson Farms Championship uh, sometime this week. A lot of great activities taking place out there uh, at the Jackson Country Club. And you mentioned the Braves, you know, they won the championship last night. Do what? Double-A Championship South. The Braves won it last the night. The Mississippi Braves. Double-A yep. Championship South. Take care of business. Yep, beat the Biscuits. The Biscuits. The Braves beat the Biscuits. Yeah, they did. Good for them. So it's not often. second championship since they've been here. Second one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about what? Are we on year 20 for them? About that, yeah. Yeah, it's about 20 years. Time, yeah. And uh, we went out to a game earlier and and uh, and, and supported the Braves out there. It's a, it's a great, uh, great contest out there. A lot of fun. And uh, so congratulations to the Mississippi Braves on that championship. When we come back, we're going to talk about this week's Dirty Dozen College Football Picks. We will welcome in the judge and Bill, myself, and the judge will pick 
this week's Dirty Dozen college football picks. And then we'll also talk about the good call, bad call of the week, as well as who the judge is going to throw the flag on. want to remind you about Jerry Brewer, a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. also want to remind you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review coming back right after this. know what that means can only mean one thing the judge is in court and in session here on upon further review welcome in uncle jim how we doing this evening great monday night josh hey it's good to be with you and uh big big sports week for mississippi here huge sports week disappointed to hear that you got alabama Ole miss Woo. A lot of lot. Of, there's nobody in this state that cares about that one, is there? <laughs> hey, there's, there's, there'll be a lot of husbands who'll be busy during the uh, early part of the day at the golf tournament, and you know, roll back for some uh, great Saturday afternoon and evening uh, football. Man, that sounds like a great day to me. Sounds like yes, a great indeed. day to me. So, uh, welcome in. Let's, uh, you know, look. So Bill's putting it on us a little bit here, <laughs> Judge. He he's. Uh, He's Not kind of showing us up on this uh, on this uh, this dirty dozen picks. You know, I'm going to change my uh, approach up a little bit this week. You know, instead of planning and looking at all the numbers, I'm going by the by the uniform colors this week. Uniform. So, uh, so I got a sharp eye for fashion. So, well, you need to be helping the Ryder Cup with their uh, with their get ups there, man, because that stuff is awful. Hey, I love the young guys, but you know you got to let Phil and them help them out with the threads a little bit, don't you? Good gracious, they need some help they need over to bring there. Bring a designer. That of was some terrible. Kind. <laughs> I mean, with all the people involved in that, uh, you know, that's 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 pretty pretty bad. Uh, let's get to the college football dirty dozen picks of the week. We've got twelve good ones, and we're going to get started with Arkansas at Georgia. Georgia's giving up 18 and a half in that one, and Arkansas is on fire. Bill, we're going to start with who? You, who you got? Uh, I hate to go against the Hogs, but I think I'm going to go with Georgia this time. Going Georgia to cover the 18 and a half. Okay. Uh, Judge, what you rocking? Bill going first. That way, you know, we can see (laughs) what he's doing here a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think think Arkansas, I think the Hogs can stay within three touchdowns, even 18 and a half. I'm going to take the Hogs. Hogs, and I'm going the Hogs as well. I'm not so sure right now they're not a top five team in the country. Uh, they Coach Pittman has them rolling there in Fayetteville, so I'm going Arkansas as well. And just to mention, Joey went 
Arkansas, too, earlier in the day. Uh, next game we've got, since he's given up two points, going to Notre Dame. Bill, who you got in that one? I think I'm going to take the Irish in that one. Irish. He's going yeah, with the Irish. Uh, Brian Kelly, but that team speed of Cincy, ooh, I tell you, they could spring an upset here, but I'm going to go with Notre Dame, Brian Kelly, and Notre Dame. Going with Notre Dame. He's coming off of a big win over Wisconsin. Uh, down on the Irish. That's yep. right. That one's at Notre Dame as well. Not sure that that has a lot of difference at this point, uh, but I'm going Notre Dame as well with it being there and the spread only being two points. It's probably it's actually a flip of the coin. We actually had a couple bad beats last week uh, over that uh, over a small, in fact, the Mississippi State game. Uh, they were a two-and-a-half point. They got two-and-a-half points, lost by three, uh, so LSU could cover. Next one also is the big the one. Hook, that half point. What's that? It's also called the hook for that reason. Oh, uh, <laughs> the hook. Yeah. They get you. Uh, the next one is the big one. You've got Ole Miss going to Alabama. Uh, Alabama's giving up 14-and-a-half. Bill, who do you have? I'm going with Bama. Going with Bama. Yeah. All right. Hard to go against Bama. Judge, who you rocking in this one? Wow. I tell you, nobody ever made money betting against Bama. But, you know, I like that that hook. I like that hook. <laughs> so, I'm going to take Ole Miss and the 14 and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one step further here. I'm saying Ole Miss actually wins this football game. So, not only do they cover the spread, but they actually win this game as the lane train returns to Tuscaloosa behind Matt Corral and that vaunted offense, and I think Ole Miss wins that one at Bama. That means if Arkansas wins and Ole Miss wins, be two undefeated teams playing. When they the play, following they week. They play the next week. Correct. <laughs> and that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that would Keeping be. Up. All right, we're going out to the Pac-12, your neck of the woods. Arizona State's at UCLA. UCLA's giving up three points on that one. Bill, who you got? Uh, UCLA. Bill's going UCLA in that one. Judge, what you rocking? Oh, come on now. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an alum. I got to tell you, it's just like <laughs> Southern Miss for some of you guys. Uh, I do think uh, UCLA is beatable, and uh, this I think this game's for the Pac-12 South Championship probably. So I'm going to say roll Sun Devils. You're getting a couple of three points, I'll take them. Rolling Sun Devils. Rolling Sun Devils. You mentioned Southern Miss. I'm actually going UCLA in that contest. You mentioned Southern Miss. They are going to Rice for their Conference USA opener. Uh, the Rice is giving up two and a half in that one. That is the battle of two one and three teams. Uh, so, Bill, who do you have in that one? I think I'm going to go with Rice because I'm just not real sure about it. USM, right? They've been now. on the struggle bus <laughs> They've for been sure. Been struggling, yeah. All right. Um, what about you, uh, uh, Judge? Who you got in that one? USM at Rice. You know, I'm going to have to sneak behind Bill on this one. I'm, I'm going to take Rice as well. Going with Rice. All right. And uh, I'm look. I can't go against Will Hall and and to the top. Number one, my wife is a alum of UNSM. I, I'm going. We're this is going to be a good one. I, I feel it. Ty Keys uh, played well against Alabama, even though they got donkey stomped. I understand that, but Ty Keys played well. They had some other young players. Uh, Chandler Pittman played well, so I'm excited about what's coming there. Next one, we go out to the Big Twelve. Baylor at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's negative uh, gives up three and a half points. Who you got, Bill? 
I think the Cowboys, Oklahoma State. Going with the Cowboys, all right? I tell you, they've been stronger for longer, but when Baylor comes, man, they, they come hard. So I'm going to go with Baylor. Going with Baylor? This one is at Oklahoma State, and they're only giving up three and a half. I'm going with Oklahoma State as the home team. Next, we got Boston College at Clemson. Clemson giving up 16 points Whoa. and have a have had a hard time scoring. Bill, who are you going with? Well, they haven't won yet, right? Clemson. Clemson's uh, uh, three and one or two and two. Two and two. Two. Oh, they're two and two. Uh-huh. Okay. Who? Uh, I'm going to go with Clemson. Going Clemson. They may be turning it around. To cover the 16. Yeah. Judge, who you got? Uh, I don't go strictly on record, but I don't think BC's lost yet. So I look for a tight game either way. So I go on BC. Going BC. All right. Clemson gets it rolling. I think they cover it. Dabo keeps them in the groove. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson on that one. Oklahoma at Kansas State going back to the Big uh, 12. Oklahoma's giving up 10.5 to Kansas State. Who you got, Bill? I got the Sooners. Going with Oklahoma? Yeah. Judge? Hey, I don't think the Sooners have been steamrolling. The old Boomer Sooner wagon hadn't been rolling too much. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kansas State. I think they're playing tough early to stay within the, uh, the spread there. I also am going with Kansas State. Uh, I do agree that is also at Kansas State, and I think that they'll cover. I think Oklahoma wins by a touchdown. Oregon, minus eight at Stanford, who covered the spread against UCLA this last week. Bill, who do you have? I'm going with the Ducks. Going with the Ducks. Judge. Yeah, what's that spread again now? Uh, Oregon's giving up eight. Eight, no half, huh? No eight and a half. Just eight hmm. straight up. Hey, I'm going to take the Ducks. Going They're with the Ducks. Going with the Ducks. I am also going with the Ducks. That's the number three team in the country, and they've been rolling. Uh, now we'll go Starkville, Mississippi State, heads to College Station, Texas A&M. A&M's minus seven in that one. Bill, who you got? I hate to pick against the dogs, but I think Texas A&M. Going with A&M? Mm-hmm. Judge, who you rocking? You know, A&M was disappointing last week. They cost me a little bit there. But uh, I think they're going to bounce back this week. I'll go yeah. A&M. Going with, all right, Mississippi State had a two-and-a-half point, uh, got two-and-a-half against LSU, lost by a field goal. They got it on the hook there. Uh, they go to A&M. The Pirate, the Pirate comes through with a big win. We're going with Mississippi State. Duke at North Carolina. North Carolina giving up 18. Bill, who you got? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Judge. Did I was that an echo or did I hear North Carolina again? North Carolina again. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna go for Shashaxi. No, I'm gonna go for Duke. Going for Duke. Yeah, I'm going got big points to the bank on that one. Yeah. That is the that is the uh basketball battle normally. I'm going yep. Duke as well. And finally we've got Iowa at Maryland, battle of two four and O teams. Iowa's giving up four points. Bill, who you got? Uh Maryland. Going with Maryland. Judge. Well, yeah, that's a tough one. Young Tangavaloa down there and all, but I think Iowa is strong, so I'm going Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes it is. I take them giving up the points. They'll be 5-0. and Maryland will be 4-1. and And we'll be back with more upon further review right after.
Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. Time has flown by as uh, we uh, are with you once again, as always, 6 to 8 p.m. And this will be the final segment, and we're going to get a lot in on this segment. So we're going to jump right in, and uh, we're going to throw the flag this week. Judge, who are you throwing the flag on uh, and uh, and what you've got with regards to the coach's challenge with the judge? Well, listen, you know, the, the coach sees after three weeks in the NFL, uh, I saw the stat today, the young guns, you know, the young crop of quarterbacks are 1-10 and 10 in starts so far. I think Mac Jones had that one with the Patriots, and even they are 1-2. and two. So, uh, in looking at, you know, a little early, obviously early results, but you can look at it over a longer period of time, Josh. And uh, I'm going to have to throw the flag on uh, those that are followers and not leaders, especially when you're an NFL owner. But if you're playing uh, chase the trend, I think what you're doing is you're trying to chase the Lamar Jackson mold of a quarterback, especially when you see, you know, what's been going on uh, since Lamar. Certainly uh, last year, Packers trading up way up for Jordan Love out of nowhere, kind of that type of quarterback, very athletic, uh, not the well-schooled necessarily and experienced. Trey Lance, another great athlete, great arm uh Justin Fields, amazing athlete, big time at Ohio State. Uh, and then somebody even reached like a, a, a Trubisky. But these guys that, that are all being drafted high on like that are based on their legs. Nobody, and I even looked it up in the last 10 years, you know, nobody's won a Super Bowl with a run first, pass second quarterback. And, and you know, I think the thought that the RPO and that football was going to go that way, I think the pendulum is – probably reached its apex and it's coming back and we're going to see more people that are having the real success like you know right out of the gate almost he, he lost some games early but Justin Herbert you see how he processes the game so I think some of the, the uh, traditional stereotypes for quarterbacks still holds these these owners and these teams they mortgage the bank on these guys and uh, of course Trey Lance as we know had a really hard day on Sunday yeah yeah so it's interesting you say that because when you think about where the trends are going in high school and college, you're seeing a lot more of the mobile quarterback, uh, a lot of the, you know, you think about the quarterback that's down at Florida. Uh, he's an, he's a, he's a, he can throw it, but, but really where he hurts teams is with his legs. You see that a lot in high school football, but that has not developed itself into the norm in the NFL, like you were mentioning, which is a really unique thing because it kind of begs the question, is it just because the lower levels don't want to take the time necessary to develop the quarterback, or is it because everybody's just putting their best athlete at quarterback and and understanding that, look, we'll be an average thrower, but we can get a lot more done based on some of these running schemes? Right, in terms of what they can put on the board at that level, unless they have a unique combination of the – you know, the amount of uh, talent, you know, level of talent they have. Uh, that Yeah, that you see that from early on youth football, don't you? The quarterback's the best athlete in all flag leagues. Uh, and so, you know, th- those kind of things uh, I, I look at 
and, and still at the top of my intangible list is, uh, you know, the intangible of decision-making. Most of quarterbacking, is a lot of it mentally before the snap. Yes. Pre-snap, you have all that motion, everything that's to uncover what a defense is doing. But the quarterback has got to read the defense, and they're very uh, complex and well-disguised. So it's a big chess match out there. That's why the experience is so huge. And you're even seeing somebody like Sam Darnold. Suddenly, he's looking a lot shinier than he did. Yeah. He's got three years under his belt. He's prototyped, big, strong, uh, uh, great arm. So, you know, somebody like him could certainly have a rebirth here. Yeah. But I think the way that's the way the game's going back. Dak is a prototype. He never ran first and passed second. He can extend plays, obviously very strong and um, and and uh maneuverable but uh he's turned into more of a pocket guys like Derek Carr yes. that were a little bit more even Patrick Mahomes is going to have to be more of a pocket quarterback uh and you see what happens when you when you uh run around back there too much and you turn into sandlot great things can happen or bad things can happen yeah so yeah. It, it's kind of a gambling proposition uh like the that Murray plays and sometimes you know some of these order, other quarterbacks try to do too much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the good call of the week. Uh, what's your good call of the week? Well, you know, uh, I, I was going to have uh, the uh, the the golfing uh, the great uh, turnaround in, in Ryder Cup, but you know, I was listening to you and Randy, so I think you guys really covered that. And uh, it's great for, you know, golf all throughout the country and great to see from Mississippi. So I was going to make it quick and simple. And looking at last week's games, if, if not before, I know some guys were calling it the day that it happened, but Sean McVay of the Rams turning out to be a pretty smart young guy. Uh, when he went after uh, Matthew Stafford, he was the first guy that was approached in, free, you know, in, the, uh, in the opportunity to get him in trade. And uh, I tell you, it's it's a great decision. It's panning out and showing what a great player Stafford uh, was and is. And uh, so, I, you know, that's a great call for the Rams. Hey, if they're good enough, I think they have the best defense right now. I'd probably put them as my favorite right now in the NFL. Yeah, and, and it really bodes the point, just like you talked about with Sam Darnold, where you go and what program you're in is so important. You know, Stafford – uh, just kind of meddled over there and had a great individual career with Detroit, but couldn't win because of the uh, you know it just a, it's a, it's a tumultuous uh, uh, Lee, uh, team over there. But then he goes to a group that has it together in Los Angeles, understands how to get it done, and and uh, he's off to a three and zero start. What's your bad call of the week? You know my bad call. I don't know if you watch any of the uh, the NFL. You know, I get the red zone out here, so I'm watching all the scoring plays. But at the end of that amazing, uh, you know, uh, Ravens victory there with the great kick by Tucker, uh, about two or three plays before the end, there was an obvious, I mean, I could grow a couple of whiskers, the delay of game, game uh, no call uh-huh. on that. And it's been all over the media. You know, they showed it again. It, it, it's like, it, you know, it's like a, Total full count delay, and of course that would have been a 71-yard attempt had that been called. And so it's just pretty ironic that how such a bad call like that 
opens the door, and, hey, the guy earned it. He kicked the field goal. Best thing I've seen since the double doink, if you remember that yep. one. They, uh, I think the Bears in that game. But we're bounced off twice before it went through. But yep. anyway, uh, I can't understand how the NFL lets that go. It was, uh, And then, of course, uh, the NFL apologized to uh, Coach Campbell, Dan Campbell, the coach today, like that does any good. Right. So, you know, uh, shameful that you have a call or no call or an obvious uh, mistake uh, can turn a ball game. My other bad call was Kingsbury going – for a 68-yard field goal before halftime. Right. You Didn't he watch the Iron Bowl and uh, Saban yes. tried that? And Auburn ran it back, I think, 103. Right. Yes, yes. So he kicks a 60. Never been, never been done in the league, and he figures, well, I'll pull out that club before halftime. And he gives up 109. I've never seen so many cows chasing a rabbit. <laughs> oh, man. Good Lord, all those linemen out there sucking for oxygen and falling. It, what? Amazing. So anyway, the court's out on Kingsbury. I'll just say that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Kingsbury, the judge, is on him. And uh in that is a great segment of throwing the flag. Good call, bad call. Always, as always, great to have you, Uncle Jim, uh great here and uh appreciate the content and look forward to next week as always. We gotta get that bill, okay? All right, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him. We're gonna get him. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. That's that's the judge. Joins us every Monday night, the last two segments, uh, with his good call, bad call, and his coach's challenge here on Upon Further Review. That's going to do it for tonight. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again next Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m., may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Good night, everybody. We'll be back with more upon further review. For Bill, I'm Josh Dorman. Good night.